Hello everyone, so welcome back to another episode of the Black Create Connect podcast and this podcast episode is a bit different today, it's not the usual me interviewing or understanding a bit more about black professional journeys, it's more about understanding I guess our perspectives or something that was recently put out. Um, but before we get into that, I just want everyone to introduce themselves. So I am Alicia Richardson, the founder of Black Crate Connect, your host for today. And we're recording at Mango Studios LDN. Shout them out. Thank you so much. Hi, I am Chantel. Thank you for the lovely intro there to the to the chat that we're going to have today. I'm Chantel Lewis. I'm the founder or co-founder rather of Mango Studios LDN. Um, so we are an innovation hub for startups and we have a podcast studio, photography studio and venue available for events in Finsbury Park in London. Hi. Oh gosh. Going after you two. No pressure. <laughs> but I'm Nadine and um, Day-wise, day I work as a data and integration lead at Google, but I have the pleasure of being part of this discussion, my best friend's podcast, and I very much enjoyed Woman King, so I'm looking forward to basically like depicting the film with these lovely people. Yeah. And um, my name is Akin, I'm a creative director, I work in broadcast and advertising, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the session. Thank you. Thank you everyone for your introductions. Um, so, so basically, let's, let's give you all some context as to why we're even here today. So, I hadn't seen The Woman King until last week. Um, and I saw you made a comment about Woman King in the chat and it was... So for those that don't know, we have a WhatsApp group chat and there's loads of conversations that happen in the chat. And she mentioned something about not being a massive fan of the, of the Woman King Shan Chantel did. And then there was some back and forth Mm. with some individuals in the chat about you know the meanings perspectives and whatnot so we're here today to unpick to depict it and to really have a conversation about it mm-hmm. um but for those that don't know um what the woman king is or you know the context of it i'm going to quickly read a little summary from wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> because i don't want to get anything wrong any facts wrong so just for those that don't know the woman <laughs> king is a 2022 american historical epic film is it american history or african history anyway african history yeah 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 about the agoji the all-female warrior unit that protected the west african kingdom of dahomey during the 17th to the 19th centuries set in the 1820s the film stars viola davis shout out viola because she was wicked as a general um, who trains the next generation of warriors to fight their enemies it's directed by gina prince by by the wood i think it's by the wood she's black and written by Dana Stevens, who is not, <laughs> based on a story she wrote with Maria Bello. The film also stars Thusso um, Bedu, I hope I said the name correctly, Lashana Lynch, Sheila Atim, and John Boega. So, was that a decent summary? That was a really good summary. Yeah, okay, well, that sums it up. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> I guess to get started then, first question is, why did you guys watch the film? Like, what made you want to watch it? Whoever can go first. Um, (laughs) to be honest with you the only reason that I watched the film was just the response by um, people in the black community kind of hailing it as some kind of like a victory for the black community so I was like like similar to what they had with Black Panther a few years ago when that came out there was like a big well wow this is for us for our people so I was like let's see what all this hype is about so that's why you watched it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you? Well, my three reasons was I love Viola Davis, for one. I think she's amazing. So I wanted to support my sis. 
Second, obviously, the fact that it's a Hollywood film depicting African history. I just wanted to be part of it and just see how they would have put that into a film. And I guess the last thing is it was a date and it was just a nice... Yeah, it's just it's a nice film to watch with um, the partner, so I can't really complain, can I? <laughs> um, so my reasons for watching it, um, I've always <clears throat> been one to kind of advocate for us creating films or narratives that paint our point of view, our own perspective. Mm. Mm. And also I'm really super interested in black stories that kind of exist outside of that para, para paradigm between black and white. Yeah. Mm. So it's our own history, mm. um, and we do have a history that out that exists outside of oppression. Mm. Um, also, I do know quite a lot about the story itself. Okay. Uh, because I come from a region of West Africa that's right. in very close proximity, and the history of my people is very much intertwined <clears throat> with the history of the Dahomey Empire. Okay. okay. So I do know a lot about it. So when I saw the trailer, I was very curious as to how they would play the story. Right, okay. So that's it, that's my... Can I just ask, how <clears throat> is your background in West Africa linked to Dahomey and... So I'm Yoruba, I'm from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my subgroup or ethnic group, I don't want to use the word tribe because we're much, much bigger than a tribe. Yeah. Uh, I'm Yoruba. So within the film itself, the main villains are actually Yoruba. Yeah, the Oyo Empire. Oh. Yeah. So our story, we're kind of we're kind of cast as the main villains within the narrative, which right. I thought was quite interesting. Right. So as our relationship as Yoruba people or the Oyo Empire to the Dahomeans, which is quite interesting. They were Yoruba demons. They were Yoruba, for real. They were Yoruba demons. Yeah, Yoruba <laughs> demons. Yeah. That's interesting context. Yeah. Interesting context. They are Yoruba demons. I'm so sorry for any Yorubas that listen to this and they're offended. Yeah. You, might need, you, you might need it's to explain. You might need to explain what Yoruba demons means. Okay, so for those that don't know what a Yoruba demon is, historically Yoruba men have built up a particular reputation that is associated with demonic behaviour. Now you gotta go a bit deeper. Yeah. Gotta, Maybe don't dig yourself a hole. You gotta, you gotta dig a bit. You gotta, you gotta explain a bit more. Than okay, that. go on. Someone else said elaborate on that because that's my explanation. It's not me. I ain't doing uh, it. Mm. <laughs> that everyone's created around Yoruba men. Not it's every, not every it's a stereotype. Yeah, it's a stereotype. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. But actually, I'm a, I'm a bit nosy. Out of curiosity, you said it was interesting how they depicted Yoruba. Yeah. But why was it interesting? Did it reflect the stories that you were shared as a child? No, it's this historical fact. It doesn't reflect historical fact at all. Right. Partially. Oh, it but, doesn't? Mm, so this is, this ah. is a lot of the problems that the film has kind of come... Well, a lot of the problems that the film has is that it treats historical fact in a certain kind of way. It, it mm. kind of, and a lot of Hollywood films do it. It's just that this time they haven't kind of gotten away with it, and it's kind of backfired. But we'll, we'll kind of okay. come to that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, disclaimer: I love my Yoruba people. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just to put it out there. But um, okay. So question to so actually to answer for let me ask myself why I watched it. Obviously because of the debate that we're having today as well. But it's been on my to watch list. Viola Davis, I've always been a big fan of her. And I didn't know what to expect. I, honestly, I had no idea what to expect when watching it. So I was just curious to kind of see what is this about? What's mm. the hype about? And yeah, I went to go and watch it. Um, so question again. So the next question is, why do you think it was created? Why do you think it was put together? So you can have a minute. Anyone can jump in. What was the well, reason? Well, I shared my controversial yeah. view, which was... 
I think it's part of the um, agenda to push this narrative that black women are masculine and the sub-agenda or the second agenda is to um, eradicate femininity as a power. Mm. That's why you think it was created, that's the reason why yeah. you think it was created. So what's the motive behind that? Who do you think <coughs> has this motive to put this narrative out there? Well, you want to go deep, innit? But you want to go deep. Yeah. So basically, the way that I see things or my understanding is that there's an elite group that run the world, essentially. Mm. Um, and the elite group is, like, it's not, I'm not talking about prime ministers or presidents. It's above that. It's higher than that. Um, I'm not talking about Illuminati. Again, it's above that. It's, mm. it's like there's an, an elite group that run the general world, if that makes sense. So mm. there's certain agendas that they will push out there to basically change society so they can control people in a certain way. So, for example, you have um, one of the world agendas is depopula depopulation because there's yeah. too many people, it's harder to control people. So they want to make sure that people are not reproducing as frequently as they were before because too many people, the harder it is to control people. Mm. So they'll have lots of different things, narratives they put out there to promote, to stop healthy couples and relationships forming so that healthy families will stand. Because a healthy family is the biggest um, block for them being able to control. Because you need to be a broken person that needs somebody that you're seeking influence from external sources, then you can be controlled. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's what I meant by when I say agendas that are out there to push these certain narratives. So what I'm curious to know is, how does that benefit them pushing out, if they were pushing out this agenda, so let's go with the theory that they are for, for a second, what's, why? Like, what's the benefit of that? So that, less, so that less, um, let's just focus on the black thing, because it's yeah. not black thing. So less black women will get married, less black women will have children, mm. less black women will go on to have legacy. So it kind of just gets rid of black women in a sense, because they don't really have any use to the people, what they're trying to, to do. Okay, cool. So, the, so just so I understand and I make sure I get, I get your theory correct, the, you feel like the film was created to put this idea into us, so into us, for black women to then feel like we should be more masculine and we should we probably shouldn't have children and shouldn't have get married. Is that the narrative that I think that's a subconscious narrative for right. the black women, but as well as that, it's for the the masses. So it's because mm. white people are watching it, Asian people are watching yeah. it, men are watching it. Uh, children are well not sure I think it's a 15 but younger people young are people. watching it yeah, yeah. Um, older people are watching it so it's for them to have a perception of black women oh, black women are tough yeah black women are hard like they're tough they're hard ass look at their story in this so it's like a subconscious bias on, on either side so for, as black women watching so again there's um so am I skipping too, too no, 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 no 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 there's, there's a scene in the in the movie when um uh, one of the girls is crying and um is, is it Violet? One of the characters says to the girl, you know what I'm talking about? She yeah. says, your tears mean nothing. Mm. Like, don't cry. Like, what are you crying for? Your tears mean nothing. And I know a lot of black women struggle with expressing their emotions freely, with crying. So when you're a black woman that has struggled with just being emotional, when you watch that, it's going to make you, ah, oh, I shouldn't cry. But the, Do you know what I mean? On a subconscious level. But on that note, I feel like within context, we're retelling how it was. So, understandably, understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but understandably, that probably is how it was back then. If you were a warrior as a woman, you have to get on with it. Yeah. You, have to, you, have to, you have to keep going. That's, that's the story. So I feel like it would be disingenuous for them to say in that scene, oh no, it's okay to cry because that's not what female warriors were taught to do back then. Mm. No, so, I hear that. Yeah. But I think, are you just basically saying, 
this narrative shouldn't have been pushed out in the first place. Like, we shouldn't have been focusing on this vocal moment in history, potentially. We could have looked yeah. at other areas. Yeah, because then what was the point of that scene? Yeah, Because I hear point. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But it's like, do we have to emphasise that? Do yeah. we have to have a whole written, scripted scene of that moment? Yeah. Why, why are we pushing that? Definitely. And I feel you, from an external perspective, there are a lot of people that categorise black women as not being emotionally available, mm. being strong, being hard work. Mm. And facts, black women are seen as the least attractive out mm. of all races mm. when it comes to men and who they want to date. Mm-hmm. And it very much comes down to the fact that men think that we're going to be hard work. Mm. And I do feel like potentially some of the different examples that were shared in that film may have validated mm. that assumption. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like they were pushing the narrative out there in that respect? I don't know, mm-hmm. but, but I understand where you're coming from. I feel like it was more embracing diversity. I think Hollywood, for a long time now, have been obviously pushing all these white love stories. And mm-hmm. with everyone trying to move to this woke movement, mm. they are trying to basically put black people on the platform, which is why they've released Black Panther, for instance, and why, obviously, Woman King and then all these other films from, that include ethnic minorities and are being put forward. Mm. So, so so that's why I personally think Woman King was created, mm. just to help in terms of depicting other people outside of the white race. Mm. But I understand that they could have done it in a different way, mm-hmm. where potentially we wouldn't be categorised as that angry black woman, which is very much our stereotype. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, my feeling, I, and I can see where you're coming from when mm. you talk about this this agenda, and I think... I kind of, to some degree, kind of see and agree with that. Um, I think the genesis of this film with the two producers, I think the two producers have been developing the idea of doing this film. I don't know if it was before Black Panther or just after Black Panther, because when people saw Black Panther and it came out and it was successful, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's an impetus to actually create something off of the back of it. Mm. And of course, the, the what's it called, the, the, um, the Warriors, I can't remember what they're called, the Warriors and Black Panther, the female Warriors okay, and Black yeah. Panther, um, they kind of stood out as very enigmatic and very powerful and strong and they were beautiful mm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, we've got the real story that we can use. So the producers came up. I think they might have come up with it beforehand and then the, back, the success of Black Panther gave them more wind behind the sails mm. to sell this idea. Um, and I think from their point of view, it was it was a feminist story in terms of these are these very strong women that exist in a male-dominated world yeah. and they've stood up for something in a way in which we associate physical strength yeah. and dominance with male energy. Yeah. So it was women putting a, taken out of this male world and showing attributes that are considered traditionally as male mm. and actually dominating and making something out of it. So if we look at it from the, from the, from the point of view of two white Producers who are trying to project a feminist message that women can do, can basically do the same thing as men, even better, it kind of ticks that box. Mm. But again, when you're creating a narrative based on historical context and you're not immersed in the history and the implications of that context mm-hmm. in a world that you're very unfamiliar with, which mm. is the, 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 the political the political sphere of mm. black people, you're mm. not immersed in it. There are certain things you're going to be blindsided by. And I think that's effectively what happened is they took an agenda, mm. found a historical narrative that kind of supported it, mm. played it out, 
in a world that they didn't really understand. And a lot of, a lot of the kind of backlash came from this blindsidedness. And I'm surprised that Viola Davis or people around her weren't able to kind of figure out that this was going to become a problem. Mm. So that's, that's, that's my angle on it. Okay, that's interesting. And the one thing I will say is when I, when, I saw the, when I saw the trailer, I remember showing the trailer to my wife. I saw the trailer and I was like, this is going to be a problem. That is literally what I said when I saw the trailer quite a few months ago. I said, this really? film is going to... Mm, absolutely. I said, this film is going to be a problem. It's like, the way I would describe it is if you... If someone made a film about the Japanese during the Second World War mm. and depict the Japanese as protecting... The inter- saving the sort of like East Asian mm. from an invading force mm. that would be jarring to a lot of people that they're like nah that's rubbish and that's effectively what they kind of did with the narrative is they took these characters out of context and played them out to be something that they weren't really how do we have evidence of that though because this is we weren't there I understand oh, that, that, that you it's your culture and your background but how do we know that they really took them out of context yeah it's, there's more than I mean it's not, it's not that long ago it's just like I'm talking about the 1800s but they did exist like they facts, did. the Hami Amazon warriors existed yeah they did one well, so, when, female. so when I say take out of context mm. so one of the central problems of the film was depicting when you watch the very first trailer that came out is mm. what came across from the trailer was they and even the press release from the marketing is like the Amazons were protecting their way of life mm. from invaders and part of that part of that protection was from also from Europeans mm. yeah one of the biggest enslavers in West Africa were the Amazon were the, were the, were the Dahomey yeah that's what they were known for their culture their civilization was built on enslaving other people yeah that's what they did so if you're from west africa you know this historically mm. it's like mm. in the same way in which europeans know what the germans did in the second world war mm. west africans know that homians that's what they did mm. so when you're projected in the film they kind of try to tackle it but you're they right. didn't you're right yeah because i i even read researched it afterwards and they were saying that it was quite ironic that they were basically highlighted as trying to abolish slavery but actually, they also traded humans. Like they, all, like they, there was a business in it. So they would sell different tribes to get weapons in order to then attack other parts of West Africa. So as much as they were protecting their own, it was at a cost of others' lives as well. So, that, so they very much were also culprits in slavery well, to a certain extent. Majorly, that, I wouldn't yeah. say they were actually. But they showed that in the film, though. So in the film. Yeah. They did. In the film, so this this is the interesting part of it, and this is where a lot of people like boycott this film. Mm. So in the film, interestingly enough, the Amazonian Amazonian female warriors mm. were seen to be either totally neutral or against it. The people that tended to be against uh, for it was the King Gezo. Mm. So people saw that as a sort of another sort of feminist agenda to basically paint the male characters as being evil and the female mm. characters, even though they're complicit and also profited, yeah. the, the female warriors profited majorly from it. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's, again, that's a problematic area. In the film, there's a speech King Gezo gives at the yeah. end. Right. That's a problematic speech. Why? Let's, let me see if I can even get that speech out. But what's, what's problematic it's about It's problematic it? because King Gezo never had any intention of abolishing slavery. They had absolutely no intention of doing it. The really? Dahomeans did not... The Dahomeans were not Pan-Africanist. 
they didn't believe again this is a misconception people have Africans in those days did not see themselves as Africans it was like I'm Dahomean you're Twi you're Ashanti yeah you're different you're different groups you're mm. totally different groups you're you know, the Dahomeans did not see the Yoruba as any different from the Europeans simply because they had a different skin color. They're the other. Right. So this, this notion of black people selling black people did not exist. It's a very the concept is very abstract. Mm -hmm. The concept only makes sense when you come to Europe and you see the world in a way in which the Europeans saw the world, mm -hmm. which is black versus white. Yeah. In Africa, that, that mindset did not exist. And to be honest with you, still doesn't exist in Africa except in an abstract sort of way. Mm. So I'll give you an example. I always say to people, because I was, I was born in the UK, I went to back, back to Nigeria when I was young. I was about four when I went back. I came back when I was 19. And I always say to people, even though I understood racism and all that kind of stuff, mm. the first time I actually understood what it was like to be black was when I came back to live in England. Mm. Before then, the concept of being black is abstract. You I can't can fully understand the idea of what it means to be black as opposed to being um, Yoruba or African mm -hmm. until you come into the West because that's when the rules change. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're, pl it's like playing a, it's like playing a game of chess when there's no white pieces on the board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To play a game of chess when there's white and black pieces is very very different. You can't play that game. So when I came to England, I started to understand the context of what it meant to be black in yeah. the world made sense. In Africa, when you live in a country where you're like 99% black, that doesn't, it's, the, the concept of racism is abstract. Makes mm. sense. And do you think that's the reason why Europeans for so long enslaved us? Because they saw that there was a lot of tribalism going on and they were able to divide and conquer by splitting the different I tribes. Think, mm. I think that's a major, because again, when you, look, when you look into the detail about how, as to how the Europeans wage wars in Africa, they would generally use African soldiers. Yeah. So most of them, when they, when they field troops, most of them tend to be African soldiers from different areas. Mm -hmm. So when, for example, if you look, at to the, look into the ways in which um, within Africa, the, the British were able to kind of conquer different subgroups within Africa, in, within Nigeria, they would usually use the northerners. So mm. they enlist the northerners into an army and they'd march into areas and have fights. Mm. And eventually, they'd turn, once they've con conquered all the groups, they mm. then turn their guns against the northerners. Mm. So it's that's that's a method they use, and it kind of it, it, was, it pretty much kind of worked because once you don't have that sort of mindset of people are using us against each other, that you're not able to. And if you look at globally wars, wars are kind of generally won in situations where you ally yourself with other people. Yeah, mm. it's very difficult to fight a war by yourself, mm -hmm. especially against a foe that's that's formidable, mm. and win that war. Mm. It's very very difficult. You have to make alliances with different nations, come together, and defeat your opponent. So if you look at the Ethiopians when the war won the first Ethiopian war against Italy, one of the reasons why they were able to do it is that they made an alliance with with them with Russia because of their orthodox orthodox Christianity background. Mm. They made alliances and they were able to get weapons from Russia. That's how they were able to defeat Italy. Interesting. So yeah, I feel like you've got some deeper context than I guess myself. So I can't argue with what you're saying right now, but. I do think, maybe I haven't read into the meaning of why it was created as much as you all, but I, when I, I didn't know why it was created before I watched it, when I watched it, after watching it, I concluded that it was created to retell what was historic, what was history, what was facts, and to 
empower black women. That's what I thought. That's how what that's what I got from the reason as to why it was created. And also from your point, di diversity as well. That of course that like Hollywood wanna make more diverse films. But you've given a different perspective, which I didn't really think but about. Again it does it doesn't mean that I don't think I don't think the film is valid. I think the film is very valid and I think black people should support the film. And the reason why, this is the reason why I think that way. I think Hollywood only cares about money. So if a film is successful, they'll be like, oh, let's make more of it. If it's not successful, that's it. It's like, okay, <laughs> we told you guys this film, we're going yeah, yeah. to make it. Because the yeah. other day, they kind of hinted at, at that in a sense. Because I think one of the strengths and weaknesses of the film is when you watch the film, it kind of affects people in different ways. So I went mm -hmm. to watch it with my son, my daughter, and my wife. My daughter and my wife saw something very different to what I saw. What they saw in the film, which for them was a massive positive, was a relationship between older black women and younger black women. Mm. And that kind of nurturing thing, which you don't see in cinema. Mm. And they really valued that. They, mm. And also the depiction of dark, even though I do understand what you mean about this over-masculine depiction of women in the film, I totally agree with you. But they kind of saw something different. They saw that you had loads of black women who were beautiful, and they were dark-skinned, mm. depicted on screen in a major Hollywood film. And you don't really get that. No. So they saw that aspect of the film and they really liked it for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Myself and my son saw, saw, saw it from a totally different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the greatness in quote of the film is people come to the film and they take different things away. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. positive, sometimes it's negative. And mm. usually with great films, and I'm not saying the film is great, that's why I, I did great in quote, Usually with films that are powerful, it tends to affect people in different ways. That's true. Right, yeah. But one thing I will say about the film is, as black people, we should be allowed to make mistakes. This is the first historical film that places us in a powerful position. Mm. Whereas if you look at things like, let's say, Roots, for example, we are played as the underdog. It's like, mm. oh yeah, the yeah. black people have been a slave. Whereas with this film, we kind of played slightly differently. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not, and it has, even though it's not perfect, it has a lot of problems. We can fix that, but yeah. we can only fix that if we make more films, because other groups are allowed to make mistakes. Like, you know, you get loads of Hollywood films, historical, about the Roman Empire, and I always ca I call this film our own version of 300. I don't know if you guys remember 300. Yeah, that was a great film. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, with, because 300 has similar problems, mm. but the Spartans are depicted as this heroic people who defended freedom and democracy. Mm -hmm. That's not the that's not the real Spartans. The Spartans mm. lived in a society where it was it was basically run by slaves, and they murdered slaves with impunity in the society. It was not a free society. Mm. It was a very militaristic society. Yeah. But, but then, with film and with anything that's recreated, I am of the opinion that I think it's okay to remix things. You don't have to do things exactly how it went in history. You can say it's based upon or inspired by a true story, but I also I also think it's very interesting when you can add a, a your own little spin in it. A fictional, you, but yeah, like because it's it's about that's what creativity is about. It's, yeah. it's about making things, adding your own spin on things, and I think that's okay. I don't think there's anything, anything wrong with that. I only think it's not okay when there's a negative impact. In this case, with the Woman King, I don't think there was. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And to be fair, from the get-go, they did say that it's inspired. It's yeah. not going to be like a factual overview of what actually happens. Yeah. And they also admitted that all the main characters are fictional too. 
And similar to you, I, I left that film feeling empowered as well. I understand your points around mm. the fact that women are categorised as angry and strong and so forth, but strength can be seen in positive ways as well. Mm. And one thing that I got from it was strength and sacrifice. Mm. Strength in terms, obviously, in terms of obviously women having to commit to putting themselves in dangerous situations for a cause that in the film definitely seemed to align with abolishing slavery, whether that's right or wrong obviously that's for a different discussion but in addition to that the sacrifice like they weren't allowed to get married mm. they weren't allowed to have kids they literally had to dedicate their whole life to this mm. and i just feel like it just shows how powerful we are as a race and mm. to your earlier point i'm fed up with seeing us as victims yeah, like, I, I want true. i want us to be embraced based on based on our strength to be fair yeah. like because it's it's definitely something that we are trying to, I guess, continue to encourage these days with all these different businesses we're doing and us building this platform. And it very much aligns to what we're trying to do here. Like mm. we are now part of the race, basically. Yeah. Like we're taking back control. And I feel like films like that definitely align with that way of thinking. Yeah. Alicia, I'll ask a question. Just yeah. kind of going back to what you said earlier about, about creativity when you're telling, retelling historical stories. Mm. If, for example, someone made a film mm. and depicted, as, depicted Hitler as someone who was kind of like a nice guy, mm. Mm. wasn't really as bad as we think he mm -hmm. is, how do you think people would feel about it? People wouldn't be he happy. Didn't, he, didn't like, he didn't like Jewish people, but he wasn't like, he didn't, really, he didn't really kill six million Jews. He was kind of all right, but he was, yeah. How, would, how think, do you think that would be taken by people? I think it won't be taken well. Mm. However... I'm of the opinion that, first of all, with every... Obviously, Hitler was a horrible person from what we know in history, right? But I'd be interested to see what the positive side people might have saw in him because there were people that were on his side that fought with him. And I think that it's very, very important in life to see things from different perspectives and see that. So mm. I'm okay. I'll, I'll personally be okay with... A film being, I'll see it. I'll be like, okay, what's the perspective that this is positive or how it's positive? But, but the, this film wasn't a point of view, and I think that's the difference. This film wasn't a point of view. They okay. put words in people's mouths mm. that they most probably did not say because of where they were coming from and mm. what they did. Mm. So King Geyser, for example, he gave a speech at the end which was a total disaster because that went... That's like, that's like again, making a film, and at the end of the film, Hitler says, oh, I love Jewish people. It's kind of like that. He's making a but statement. But they change the narrative, though. It's a film. They can do that. I, I think that's okay. No, but okay. again, if, you're, if it's based on historical fact, don't forget. Yeah, okay. okay. Most people in America who are black were basically descended of people who, was, who were enslaved. Hmm. Most probably by the Dahomeans. That's, to them, that's problematic. Because they're watching the film thinking, to be those fair. are the guys who enslaved us. They're the heroes. Yeah. What the hell is going on? That's what they're thinking. So right, okay. from yeah. an emotional okay. point of view, let's so, not so forget. That's, that's quite yeah. And the king was the only real like character. In the so he, so he, yeah, so he, he, he actually was, he was real. He was real. Right. So I understand what you're saying. He was real, so. and again, he was. They were, their economy was addicted to slavery. They enslaved. So I give a good example. The the, the scene at the beginning. You remember, mm. I don't even remember the scene at the beginning yeah, where they go they, to rescue in the so, bushes. Yeah, and they rose the, up. So the, the tribe that they had, that they were they were attacking yeah. to save their people from, I can't remember how they kind of framed it. They were like an innocent tribe. So where they came to conflict with the Oyo Empire was basically that tribe that they attacked at the beginning was under the protection of Oyo Empire. 
they were raiding that tribe to get slaves to sell to the Europeans. That's right. in the real world. That's what happened. That's what happened. Right. So the conflict they had with Oyo, so basically they were like a tribute state to Oyo. So Oyo conquered them and they would, every year they had to give loads of stuff to Oyo Empire. Part of it was slaves. Right. So that was the arrangement they had. They had that for close to 100 years, that relationship. And every now and again they'll try and break away mm-hmm. and they'll get their ass, they'll get, they'll get into a war and they'll get, you know, humbled and they kind of went, thing went, things went back to normal. So on this particular occasion, they were raiding another group of people that were under Oyo's protection. And that's how they came into conflict with them at that particular time, which eventually they won that because Oyo had other wars that they were, the empire was collapsing effectively. So they couldn't fight wars on so many different fronts. So again, they picked a story to start off with that wasn't really true and it was depicted. Something that would be interesting to watch, there's a series, on, I think it was a, there's, a, there's a documentary in Channel 4 and it was made shortly after Black Panther. And it had Lupita, what's her name? Yeah, Lupita. Lupita. Yeah. She's actually in the documentary and it's really fascinating. Watch the documentary. It's incredibly powerful. Was it good? I think if you Google Lupita... Channel um, 4, you'll find it. Channel 4. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but it'd be easy to find. if you okay. Channel 4. So she goes, she goes to Dahomey and she investigates the whole thing about the Amazons. Okay. And... The, the, the documentary goes, she meets the king, she goes, she sees the throne, she meets, they reenact some of the dances and the war songs and all that kind of stuff. They talk through some of the parts of the training. And she, in fact, meets a woman who's like really super old. And this woman is the last, she trained with the Amazons, but she never actually went to war. Mm-hmm. So when they start singing, the woman, she, when they meet her, she's like super old. I think she's blind or somehow kind of senile or something. But once they start singing the songs, to her, this woman comes alive and she starts singing. But the most poignant point in the in this documentary is when the handler, the woman who's the fixer, who's working with Lupita, says, oh, I want you to meet my mom. And he she takes Lupita to meet her mom. And her mom, basically, her mom is Dahomian in quote, but she originates, she's a Yoruba origin. And I think her mom was basically enslaved by the Dahomeans. They got their village village, um, village raided and got captured. And the mom is clearly traumatized mm. by that experience. So it was quite interesting seeing the point of view from someone else who'd been enslaved mm. by the Dahomeans and brought into the society and kind of lived amongst and identified pretty much as, as a Dahomean, even though her, ancest- her ancestral lineage is Yoruba. Mm. So it's a really powerful documentary and, I, and some people suspect that when Lupita did this documentary, because before then she was supposed to be in the, the in this film, in yeah, Woman Cut. Oh, yeah, a lot of people suspect A lot of people suspect that she then turned down the film because of this experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when she's, it's almost like yeah. the homie yeah. in a sense is like to some people they are like as bad as Hitler. So it's like, how can you do this film trying to depict oh, Hitler so as they a were. hero when yeah. they did this and that? All but right. the point I was going to say, Akin, earlier on you said that it was good to see a film based on African, um, you know, black history that wasn't linked yeah. to slavery and yeah. standard stuff. But the film was still linked to slavery. So, so I just thought, why would they not show, like every single movie to do with black history is always linked to slavery and the Europeans? But then, I agree. And, and slavery was only what 400 450 years ago let's say yeah, so it's like what happened a thousand years ago what happened even just 700 years ago 
2000. So I'm just saying, all these films, they always link back. To, there's always slavery in it. I totally agree. I, yeah. I totally agree with mm. you. But my thinking was, this is a first step. Mm. So maybe if this works, they might do a Shaka Zulu. Or they might do a Mansa Musa. If that makes sense. Because, again, the way Hollywood thinks is, they might not be able to go from from a roots straight into a Mansa Musa yeah, yeah, yeah. without going through something that kind of in some ways resonates in some shape or form. Mm. This is my thinking. My thinking is, it's, it's nowhere near perfect. It's very, very flawed. But if this film can be successful, then there might be a conversation about doing a film that has absolutely nothing. Because I do agree. That film actually could have been made without European involvement at all. It could have mm. been, that's, a story could have been told without the preaching. So you, there's a film that came out not, not too long ago called The Northman. It was really, really, Northman. It was really, really successful. And it was about this character was like a Viking. And it was like incredibly brutal. For me, that film really works for two reasons. Number one, it didn't preach. It just showed this guy who, was a, who basically was a Viking. They went yeah. raided. He got, he got captured from his village, got sold and sold and sold. He went into war. He killed loads of innocent people. There was no moralizing. It just told a story about a person's experience. Right. If they treated the film that way, I think and all the sort of noise that was happening would have been dead. But what this film, that's not what this film did. This film mm. was basically preaching to people that these people fought to defend goodness in some mm. shape or form, or Africans against the invaders, rah, rah, rah. There was, there was no such thing as, the Dahomeans did not view the world that way. It should have just been sold as, these people lived, when you, look at it, when you look at it in terms of the span of history, history, there are no heroes in that sort of way in history. Like every hero, every conqueror, every, every warrior race, every empire effectively subjugated other people through strength. Mm -hmm. That's just the nature of history. And, and also the other element in the film I did find quite funny at the scene at the end. So obviously there was the guy um, Malik. Yes. who was um, obviously the mixed race guy that was yeah. oh yeah the yeah. guy at the end with the, the, the love interest hair, yeah. he fell in love with um, the girl yeah now at the end because he was in love with the girl they showed it like he was a hero because he betrayed his own people his the guy he was raised with I don't know if it was a half brother or whatever the white guy yeah, he betrayed his own people at the end to free the slaves and they they depicted that like it was a really heroic heroic yeah, thing heroic to do, thing to do. Um, because see, they're playing on the emotions of the viewer because they've built up the Dahomey. Love drink, love you. Yeah. Yeah. But really, when you deep the thing, as the young people say, he actually betrayed, because they took him in. Mm. So at one point, I know the brother said that, or I call him the brother, but the, the white guy said to him, like, you're lucky that you're not there with them because you know mm. they treated black yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard them say and, that. And, um, you know, but the point is they took him in, they gave him money, he was dressed black, like, they treated him as one of their own. Mm. And then, then for him to go and betray them and got his own guy killed, I'm like... He just betrayed yeah. his people. See, I didn't even, I didn't see it like that. I saw it as That's a good interesting. thing. I, I, I saw it as, you know, he, like back then, I can't imagine what it was like to be on the cusp of almost being a slave. I'm not gonna lie, if they dressed me up and put me in all the clothes and, and said, you're with us, I'll be there. Because it's my life, it's, it's every man for themselves initially. But if opportunity presents that I can help, I will. And I feel like, that scenario was that like he was probably really he scared was put to into it that situation yeah. until that point that's that's how i saw it i don't know if anyone saw it differently as well but i i saw it the same as you also wasn't his where, whoever he was brother friends he was also trying to take slaves and put them in a boat and force <laughs> <laughs> them to go in the sea with him maybe if it was just them two on the boat he might have just wanted to just escape with him 
He no, probably no, didn't no, like no, the no, fact that, that he was still trying to get the slaves. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is, is like, I'm just saying if it was the other way around now, if it was a Dahomey woman mm. who didn't like how she was treat, they were treating her people and she's betray, betraying the Dahomey, the Dahomeans, Dahomeans mm. to save these Europeans because she's fallen in love with this guy and she wants to help this guy. She doesn't like how they're being, do you understand? I'm just saying yeah. like, in terms of, like, if you just take emotions out of it, just yeah. objectively looking at the The scenario, actions, what yeah. people are doing He betrayed his people. And the whole thing, the Hermians, is all about you don't betray your people. So it's mm. kind of like, but, it's celebrated for him because the, the view has been led, oh yeah, the Hermians, the Hermians, the Hermians, they're the good ones, we've got to support them. Oh, slavery is so bad, you know, which it was. But I'm just saying that if you just, just flip the narrative to the European guy's point of view, we've taken you in, you're not a slave, we love you and look after you as our own, we're giving you your freedom and everything like that but now because you know and this is something that feeds us we're profiting mm. we're profiting off this slavery thing that was how they lived their life and made their money that's yeah. how they paid their bills that's how they looked after their kids i'm not saying it was right but i'm just saying if you take emotions out of it what he, he did he threw them under the bus like yeah to, in the highest spot he got the man killed it's true but then i guess another question to ask is who did he actually resonate with because his exactly. mother was the homie. Yeah. And his and dad he, was white. Yeah, yeah so but it's interesting. But I feel like he was more connected to his mum. Yeah. He was I'm, more yeah. he was he was clearly more identified more with the Dahomeans. Yeah, even he did. though he was he was Brazilian. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's just the way they kinda of wrote the character and maybe maybe he's seen so much injustice. Because sometimes it, that's you what know, I think yeah. it was. And yeah. so, yeah. so much it's injustice. Yeah, it, about loyalty. If I'm if you're loyal to people that are doing wrong, it's yeah, I think it was beyond mm-hmm. the love. No, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear that. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. I'm just saying, in terms of the movie, I'm saying if it was the other way around, where the the homians had done something which they felt was okay, that's wrong. What you're doing, like for example, there was a scene where um the girl, yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's a good scene. So remember the early scenes where the girl actually broke the rules to mm. go back and save Viola Davis's character. Yeah. Now that was looked down upon. She was saying, "Don't do that. That was out of order. You don't know how to follow orders." Mm. Do you know what I mean? That was wrong. But because the, the motive she had there was, I want to save you, it wasn't looked down upon. It was just like, you know, she just tried to... She just tried, yeah. to, do the, she tried to do the right so thing. So the viewer wasn't like, oh, that's out of order. Yeah. You know, you got to... Because you kind of feel like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But when the guy now did his side, it was looked upon as, yeah, that was a good thing that he did. He broke the rules there because he's trying to help. Mm. It's, I suppose, what I mean. I suppose yeah. the audience identifies you, and already the, the film sets up who, who we should identify with. So mm. we've got the mm. heroes, and exactly that's you bend the, the characters like it's like you're watching an American cop film where they're like you know they take someone and they torture them, they beat them up to get a confession. It's the wrong thing to do, but because you identify with a cop and what yeah, they're trying you're okay to do, with it. you're like yeah. it's fine. Whereas yeah. if they're like a nasty racist cop, you know, it's, so it's exactly. kind of similar in a way, and they. I suppose that's the that's the skill of the filmmakers. They make they they make they kind of they lure you. They make you identify with certain people, yeah. even though what they're doing could be considered as morally wrong. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. So out of interest, how so we? I feel like black people and non-black people have re- received this film differently. How do you feel like non-black people? Obviously, none of us are non-black, but just perception. How do you think they've received it? Do you think they're thinking too deep into it? They think, oh, this is a great film, entertaining. Like, what do you think their perspective is? Um, well, it's hard to say as we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, it's I, hard. I, you know, but, but, but based on conversations, have you had conversations with any, any non-black individuals about, about the film? film? No. Well, no, not really. Yeah. What I would say is it depends on where they, where they come from. So I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. You do have a lot, of, a lot of commentary channels, people that comment about films and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I think 
I think what what kind of influences influences the way a lot of non-white, non-black people view the film is where they have the political leaning. So if they're liberal, they tend to view it more positively. Mm. If they're more conservative, especially if they're kind of slightly more deeper into the into the left side of things, politics, mm. they tend to be a lot more critical of the film mm. for its politics. Mm. So they, the the classic thing would be. Uh, why are they depicting black people who sold other black people as heroes? Yeah, that's a classic. So when you, you go on YouTube, you see a lot of channels, a lot of really? channels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where white people, and in fact, what it's done is in some in some ways it's kind of legitimized the point of view from a lot of white people who are against reparations. Yeah, it's given them a lot of confidence to say, you see, that's rubbish. If you're going to pay reparations, you need to, who are you going to pay reparations to? Very true point. Mm, Very so true it has legitimized a lot of their voices, given them yeah. more of a platform to then critique yeah. a lot of people who voice and you know who basically call for reparations. Yeah. So that, that's such a, that's, that leads on to, like, you, you raised a really good question yeah. there because obviously Alicia and Nads were saying that they felt empowered after they watched it. But it was interesting because literally you saw the film was about black people selling black people into slavery. Mm. So how could you feel empowered as a black person watching that? Especially like because there's so many other films where you see the you know see the white people selling black mm, people into slavery mm, mm, and they were slaves. Mm. But it's like this film is the same thing. It's just mm. that the slave owners were black in this film. Mm, it mm. showed that angle, which was quite interesting. So how comes? I'm like, I hope I'm not skipping the question. No, 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 no. no how, how did you? How did you leave? Why? Why did you feel empowered? Good question. Do you want to go first? I don't mind going first. Go on. I think I felt empowered from a female stance. Mm -hmm. Just seeing the fact that women weren't just sold for sex, weren't just victimised. There was actually a strong army of basically like female military folk who were able to achieve what they needed to achieve, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. so for me, it was, okay, I know, I know I was agreeing with you before in terms of women shouldn't be seen as the angry, strong black women. I don't mm -hmm. think that was... Personally, I didn't think that mm -hmm. from that film. I just saw women were able to basically overcome their fears, mm. commit to a cause and fight for something that's greater. Mm. Obviously, doing my research after the film, I realised that clearly the Dahami tribe obviously contributed towards slavery too. But having going into that film with an ignorant mindset mm. and seeing how women were basically striving to abolish slavery and the fact that they took one third of the army to, to do that. Yeah. I left that film feeling strength, if that makes sense, feeling that, okay, no, there were actually strong female advocates that were also putting themselves forward to fight for a greater cause. Mm. Now, obviously, at a later date. So I think putting the slavery thing aside for one second, just the, the concept of them being strong women together and training so i was like my angle was i love this training aspect i love this mm. fact that they're that they're helping these women to really become strong they're giving them tough love like i like this process i like the older woman nurturing yeah. young woman thing because i'm about passing passing on you know passing on information and passing on strength and everything and i like that they work together because oftentimes in sometimes even in corporate places we're seen to compete against yeah. each other a lot like in you know so i think seeing that seeing them come together and then be powerful together and fight whatever whatever cause it was stay free saving someone whatever it was seeing them do that that was empowering for me to see 100 together and do it mm. it's the community it aspect yeah it was the community yeah thing. we are seen as divisive we are seen yeah. as 
an individualistic culture that's always out for themselves. Yeah. So seeing the elder generation actually nurture the younger yeah. women and actually be part of one and fight for the same cause, for me, it just showed unity and strength. Yeah. It's interesting you guys both pick up on the point that um, seeing the older generation nurture the young generation, because I thought that is very prevalent and strong in the black community, both African and Caribbean. I think we always see the grandmother figure, the granddad, the parent, like, mm. very much. But that's like, really shown in films. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's yeah. the key thing. Yeah. And that's what my wife and my daughter said, is like, you very rarely see that depicted in films to the mm. same degree really? as... I can't I, think. I've seen I, it in like every, in almost every film, there's always that, the, if it's not grandparent, it's like the, the mother or father. In like every film, you go to Boys in the Hood. It's the single father with the son. You but that was to, that's is it, you go to Soul Food. You go is it Soul Food? I think. And there's the gra- the grandmother figure. You go to um, Sister Act Two, and but it's there's it. the older women, Whoopi Goldberg, the sister. Like it's, I think that's very common, personally. But I think it's the context. I mm. think I think seeing it in a different context and seeing it. This is the thing about creativity. I like seeing um, a message in different ways. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I I appreciated seeing it in that way as well yeah as opposed to a family at the dinner table mm-hmm. and i think to be honest even though there's the narrative of strong black women sometimes they i think i, I thought this, this film was a nice reminder like yeah we're strong yeah we're, yeah. we're resilient and like, it, the examples that yeah. you shared they're westernized like yeah. every, everyone we are in the western world i know but that's not what they were depicting in this film they were depicting mm, yeah. africa yeah and how mm. like yeah and, and and how the culture was there so so yeah i get your point definitely women yeah. nurturing women in well younger generations but i just think it's nice to just see africa beyond slavery obviously yeah. the film was the very film much was about, slavery. about slavery but in addition yeah. to that yeah. just how people interacted with each other and yeah. the community aspect all right can i share my my opinion then? of course of course. Sorry. We, we, we are here to be open yeah like, no no because no, I, I hear what you're saying and i i hear that obviously you, you two saying you felt empowered and it was good to see strong black women and i think that was on the surface level what they wanted people to think i can understand why you think that yeah but i like to go deeper into things and what i saw i saw hurt black women that's how i would describe the dahomey women the women I saw women that were hurt. Mm. All of them came together on a common thing of hurt. They were betrayed by men. Mm. You know, one of them, her father tried, um, her father actually took her there mm. to dash her into the thing. He said, you know what, I don't even want you. She was rejected by her father. But before that, her father tried to send her to an old abusive man mm. to, mar- to marry. The man slapped her up and was you know, disrespectful to her. So again, another betrayal by a man. True. The other one, she was in there, she was raped by loads of men. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, mm. men, men. So it was like, yeah. they bonded together on a hatred of men. Let's be honest, they were hurt. That's true. They'd all been hurt and let down by men. And then they bonded together and said, okay, because of how men have treated us, we will no longer marry a man. Oh, so again, anti-men. And we will not have children, because again, you can't have children without a man as a woman. So again, anti-men. So they bonded together out of hurt. I saw hurt women together that thought, you know what, the real world out there is trash. I've been hurt by men, I've been let down, so I'm gonna come here and say vow to never marry a man, never have kids with a man, and sit here with women and fight. Fighting, again, is another expression of anger because you're hurt. So I saw a group of hurt black women bonded together over hurt, going into battles and warfare for hurt, and giving up and not allowing themselves to love and be tender ever again because when they were tender and soft they were let down by men that that's the the underlying 
um, message that I saw there. I saw hurt mm. women. I didn't see strong women. So, so sorry. Can, can I just in, in, like? So I understand your point. Mm. However, I am again of the opinion that if people are hurt and they come together to be stronger, that's okay. Because it's better than you continue being in that hurt and continue doing the things that have caused you hurt, caused you pain. So it wouldn't make sense for me to see a film where women have been abused and rejected by men to then continue to seek men. It, for me, it made sense for them to come together to empower each other, to, to be stronger together. That is how I saw it. And I understand. Mm. But I think in day-to-day life, people bond over, over similar pain points. It's life. But, but I think what you're kind of trying to say in a roundabout, and a lot of people have actually articulated the same thing, and you, you know, you've got this sort of modern day kind of feminist agenda in which, mm. in some ways, men are painted to be the oppressors mm. and denigrated, and there's a feeling that for women to be elevated, men have to be reduced. This is it. Right. And that's at the heart of the film. Right. Without a doubt. Yeah, so all it is a I agree. Film, yeah. It is a feminist film. And I think, I think black people, where we are, we can't afford that luxury to denigrate men or to elevate our women at the expense of men. We cannot afford, we're not really in that, you know, we're talking about um, uh, uh, failure marriages, relationships. We really kind of suffer from it. Mm. So we, are, we don't have that luxury to play those kind of gender politics games. So it needs, we kind of need to pull ourselves together rather than create this very divisive game. And a lot of, particularly in, in America, a lot of black men find the film really problematic for the reasons that you've very, very mm. clearly stated. A lot of them find it to be a problem. In fact, the sort of uh, boycott Woman King movement on Twitter is pretty much very much black. Black men. men. But the mm. thing is, so I, I, the reason, I understand what you're saying, but I disagree because I feel like the scenarios that were presented is they're stories that women can resonate with. Domestic violence, rape, all these things. So you're bringing up things that have caused us pain and actually this is a, a, a way to deal with it. Like there's, it's life. Like unfortunately, a vast majority of black women have experienced these things by black men and this is how we're choosing to communicate it and showcase it and so i understand it's not great for the world to see but mm. it's life and it's not just it's not just black women that do it against black men we see white drunk abusive men sometimes in films we see asian we see all types this is just also a part of our reality that unfortunately exists i've, I've actually got a question for you yeah. so there's there's two things that i think and you correct me if I'm wrong, that you have an issue with. Well, I guess the first part is the historical facts that have been incorrectly depicted in the film. Yeah. And then the second component is the fact that men have to be somewhat degraded to elevate females. Now, of course, we can address the first point around, okay, actually document the facts. But in an ideal world, how would you have wanted the film to no, have been... I was been... actually going to say that. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, so in, in terms of the sort of painting... Painting the the women as kind of entirely hero. That's not entirely true because King Gaze or some of his wives were played to be kind of a little bit funny. What I would have done if I was actually the writer of the film is I would have, number one, removed the moralizing. Moralizing from King Gaze, his speech at the end I found really, really problematic. Mm. I would have I would have depicted the film in a very matter of fact. This is this is the kind of stuff that people that was normal to people at that point in time. Mm. So the speech he gave at the end about protecting 
their freedoms against the Europeans, stopping slavery. That's a nonsense. That never happened. What I would have done is I would have played the Viola Davis character as a character who had misgivings about the, the, the role of slavery, but was kind of forced in some ways to accept it. I would have also painted some of the other characters around her as some of them supporting slavery and some mm. of them not. More nuance, rather than all of them being like, oh, we're against slavery. Okay. All, the, mm. all the female Actually, characters were against slavery. All the men were kind of like very shady. No, I would have made it a lot more nuanced because the Amazons, they, they, they profited from it. Mm. Men have then their status in society. They had the scene at the beginning where, where they, they were, when they were coming in after they'd done the raid, they were coming in and people couldn't look at, people had yeah. to look at the floor. That's real. Yeah. People could not look them in the eye because they were elevated. So that was, they right. were, they, yeah, yeah, that was, that's actually real. So people saw them and the way in which the, the general population saw the Amazons, they were seen as the highest, that's, people aspired to that. Mm. So the conditions in which people, the women came into becoming Amazons, I would have varied it. So it wasn't just predicated on them being subjugated, raped, being sold mm. into that kind of situation. I would have nuanced it a little bit. So basically, I would have painted a society where pretty much the Amazons and the elite profited from slavery and actually wanted to facilitate and continue slavery. And you might have had a few people who kind of had the long-term vision. Mm. That's how I would have played it. Mm. And I think it would have made a lot of difference. I would have been honest, basically. Mm -hmm. When you're, you're, as a a filmmaker, as a person who tells stories, you have to be honest. There's yeah. got to be an authenticity yeah. to the way in which you That's tell true. a story. Okay. If you're not, especially in this day and age where people can just Google stuff and find out stuff, mm. you know, people will call you out. And if you haven't got a good defense or a good yeah. reason why you've done something, then it kind of delegitimizes what you're doing. And I think that's where they kind of failed. Yeah. They did not do due diligence to the storytelling. That's how I would have done it. Okay. And, and also the, 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 my, my, my fellow Yorubas in the film. <laughs> So, so the way the villain was portrayed is like a classical villain trope. Yeah. He was very brash. He was very... And it's like, no, there's nuances. There's ways in which you kind of depict villainy without being cartoonish about it. And that's... I would have played it very, very different. Like wow. the rape, the, the sort of... Without giving too much of a spoiler away, the, the rape scene that kind of led to another narrative point, I felt as overkill. Me personally, I felt as overkill. Why? There's a guy on YouTube who did a video yeah. and all the things he predicted before he watched the film was what they wrote in the film. So it's, it's, it's just totally predictable. It's like, oh yeah, we know that Viola Davis' character was traumatized and she would have been traumatized by a rape, which would have led to something else, which became a plot thing later on in the film. It's like totally it, predictable. It's bad that it's predictable, no? Very bad <laughs> that it was predictable. So it's surely... That uh, predictable. No, but I'm saying it's bad in the sense that this happened quite often enough. Yeah. That is going to be no, no, but what I'm saying is it becomes the main. It becomes a main plot device within the film. Mm. So it's not just the reason reason why she is the way she is. Again, I don't want to give away any any plot sort of like, but it becomes the the reason at the end. Mm. Just that if if that makes sense. Yeah. The whole rape thing then becomes it kind of comes full circle at the end, and for me I was like, Oof. and also it's like again, why does rape have to be the the catalyst for these women to find power in that sense? Because again, I know it's like people are anti-patriarchy mm. and stuff, but really and truly it plays into the patriarchy because again, it's men 
that are the, the base factor determining if a woman's powerful or not. Why could she not just wake up one day and, and like, the girl did something good when she created the, um, the gun, remember, the, like, an explosive? Yes. That is an example, in my opinion, of empowering women. Yeah. Because yeah. it's an example of she used her intelligence, she used her skills. Her own agency. And she created something, yeah, of her own agency. It wasn't triggered by what a man did. Mm. It, uh, I totally it agree. It just came off her own... I totally, you know totally I mean? agree. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Totally agree. Yeah. All those women in that camp, because it's like, a man did this to me. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're the crew of, oh, a man did this, and a man did that oh what did a man oh yeah a man slapped me up oh yeah you come in oh what oh, a man raped me oh yeah you come in oh a man betrayed yeah. you yeah you come in it's like oh no no, no one's like oh, i'm intelligent yeah. Yeah. oh i'm strong oh i'm naturally athletic or it's yeah the thing is i understand what you're saying and mm-hmm. i think in i'm trying to compare it to real life and how we can aspire to real life i think it's great when someone has to create something or does something because they're naturally just inspired to do it mm-hmm. i think that's amazing more times than none, based on my experience and conversations with people, there was a trigger yep. to give them that inspiration, to l- allow them to be at the point of that today, which is... And sometimes that trigger was more than non-negative. My, my trigger was racism in the workplace to do what I'm doing today. Mm. Unfortunately, it's a negative experience, but I've, I've managed to um, tr- turn it into a positive, mm-hmm. basically. So I, under, I do understand your point. It should be just, it'll be nice to see them just naturally just... You know, no, but it's a that. mixture. It's like but, a combination of yeah. different things, and I think one of the problems is like all the key women there. It was the reason yeah, why yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, it's the true. reason why. Yeah. Actually, fair point. Yeah. It should have been a mixture. It, 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 yeah. Everyone else, like it's like almost like an anti-men camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Effectively, yeah. It, it kind of they felt. They could have, like, like you said, they could have had so many different elements. Somebody could have just been an orphan. You know, like the Jungle Book kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, but it's like. All of them were linked to a man doing a misjustice to them, a mistreatment to but, them. But then, question to you. Was wasn't that a reg, wasn't that basically a normal occurrence? Men doing things to women, like it's not like it, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily the the only reason why women became Amazons. I don't think it's necessarily the only reason why. Yeah, right. I may be I may be wrong, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. Yeah, and I think also when you're again you're telling a story within a modern day context, I think you just got to add a little bit of nuance to a certain kind of situation. Yeah, and just kind of play things a little bit different That's so true. you're not you know so it's it's to me it kind of felt again when you look at the two producers and what they wanted to do everything that you've said mm. falls in line with their mm. with their agenda mm. it really does you're literally watching the film you're like okay i can see where that's kind of come from mm. yeah and my slight disappointment is you know when you have black people in the room why didn't someone say something about this well, that's, there was a black person that's what I mean. as well. That's yeah. what I mean. Why didn't someone say, you know what, this feels a little bit heavy-handed. It feels a little bit he- heavy for our community at this point in time. We need to be kind of coming together. So let's kind of, you know, we know stuff like that happened, yeah. but we don't make all of them become this vi- victim of this trauma from black men. Let's kind of play this thing out, thing out a little yeah. bit. Let's soften it a little bit. Yes, it's part of the narrative, but that's not the only agency that the women have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's lack of education as well, to be fair. Like... Speaking for ourselves, for instance, Alicia, we went in there with, with, to be fair, an ignorant mindset. because I know nothing, yeah. Yeah, we didn't know anything. And then off the back of watching that film, we then did our research. And now we were like, oh, actually, it's not as prettily depicted as, that, as it's mm. showcased in that film. So I feel like, like what you said about Lupita, having had that engagement and yeah. done your research prior to being part of the film, I'm not saying that Viola Davis didn't, potentially they may have changed their mindset towards acting these roles and so forth. I'll be surprised if she, if she, if she did achieve it. I mean, again, 
it's not hard to, <laughs> to find this information. All you do is, do yeah. is Google it, mm. and the information is there, and a lot of it. Not even yeah. a little bit, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of information. The thing about, yeah, about, fair enough, there is. The thing yeah. about Dahomey is, because of where they were on the coast, they had a lot of interaction with Europeans, a lot. And a lot of stuff was written down. A lot of stuff was written down. Mm-hmm. And even images of the way they look, things were drawn. It was very, very clear what they did, what was done before them, what was right. done after them, King Gazo, what he did. They were quite, they were quite, I mean, again, they were a product of the time. Mm, in many ways, that long ago as well. So there's no. so much information there. We're talking less than two hundred years, really. There's a yeah. lot of information about them. There's a lot of information about 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 that group of people. And again, within the context of history, they are what they are. Mm. They had, in some ways, they had to do what they did in yeah. some ways to survive, and they became addicted to it. And effectively. As a group of people, they became addicted to slavery. That even when they were being forced to give it up, they fought tooth and nail to retain that way of life. Mm. You got to think. Obviously, they would. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. You, yeah. That thing of time. That was how you made That's your money. That's how you made your money. Yeah. No one would want so to like, yeah. be like, no, 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 no. Because how am I going to pay my bills? How exactly. am I going to mm. buy my nice my, or protect my nice themselves car? As well. How am I going to buy my nice clothes? You know what I mean? So of course, I would imagine there would be a massive pushback. A massive pushback, not only from the white people, but like I said, the Dahomey and the other black people that, that profited. profited. Yeah, they profited from it. So, uh, and again, I think that's they kind of dropped. They, they kind of, yeah, they dropped the ball on that one. So it's unrealistic to have them saying, "Oh yeah, let's just give it." Oh yeah, we're gonna no, do. When you're profiting of it, of course not. But, yeah. but in, another interesting part of the story is um, King Gezo um, deposed his brother to get on the on the throne. So he's kind of seen as illegitimate in a sense. His brother was the one that was playing around with the idea of using pa- trading palm oil instead of oh, slaves. Man. Oh. So that's in, in real life. In real life. Okay, so that was true. No, but not no, him. His they, brother. They made it out that the woman came up with that, but it was actually oh, yeah. Oh. His so another way of putting down men again for the sake. So of he, the story. so he was like, you know, so his brother was the one that was actually playing around the idea of actually, mm. you know, what we mm. probably need to give this this thing up, mm. and he deposed his brother and then doubled down on the whole slavery thing. Right. <laughs> So again, it's like, and again, I know, I know with films, you kind of know, you kind of change things to kind of do the drama, yeah, kind of, yeah. but you just got to, you got that responsibility to actually do due diligence as much as you possibly can and not lie about stuff. Yeah. Mm. You can be clever on the way you go. You might omit stuff, but you don't lie and mislead people because what was happening is when the build up to the film being released, because, you know, on YouTube, you can watch reaction reaction videos. Yeah. And there's loads of reaction videos when the trailer first came out. And you see black people watching the film. And the black people in tears. Because finally, we got a film about us fighting fighting Europeans. Mm. And I'm watching the thing, scratching my head, thinking, oh, how are they going to do this? Because, like, that's like me telling you you won a million pounds. And then, actually, you'll find out you actually owe me money. <laughs> that's what it's like. Because it's a betrayal. <laughs> it's a betrayal. I don't know. I don't see it as a betrayal. Is a strong word. It's a betrayal because I'm watching people filming themselves watching the trailer, and they're like, "Finally, we have a film talking about us fighting the Europeans." That's not what the film is about. Well, but the trailer, trailer, that's the trailer. But that's yeah. why I mean it's a betrayal because people think, yeah, this is us, you know, it's a resistance and we've got white, you know, I've got our, our sisters fighting and the film comes out and it's like, oh no, that's not what the film is about. I think the performances are powerful, so I can understand why people, because 
the acting is incredible. Yeah. I will yeah. say that the Woman King, the performances yeah. are brilliant by every per like I so well so. acted, mm. excellent performances. So I understand how I can move people emotionally because those actors were phenomenal. Yeah, they were. Like Oscar worthy performances in yeah. my opinion. Excellent. I agree. Excellent yeah. acting. Yeah, they were. So I have no issue with that. The acting was good, the film was entertaining, it was a good film, so anyone watching, watch the film. You'll enjoy yeah. it. You'll definitely enjoy it. Um, but I was just saying, like, the conversation's about just the different perspective. So it's nice to kind of dissect and delve deeper into why did you think this way or why did you feel this way after you watched it. So the bits that were touching for me was obviously the, the motherly kind of love that I still felt, even though Viola's character was tough as hell. But I thought she I still me, yeah. felt the love through yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, She loves that girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, She loves her daughter. And then also yeah. as well, the innocence from the, the young girl, yes. even though she was like trying to be this, this warrior mm. badass. I'm like, she's so cute, like bless her. But um, I think that's all good as well. I think just the, the the messaging of like the feminine aspects, which is like I said, the tears, the tenderness, the softness, were very much frowned upon in this movie. Mm. Like I said, that scene about the crying, um, it's like why 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 do tears? What do you mean tears mean nothing? Mm. Like it's, crying is a sign of strength. You, it could be you need to be strong to cry because as you know, some people they can't just freely express how they feel. Mm. But they talk mm. about crying like it's looked down upon. And then mm. Akin, you said something earlier as well about. They were showing, or again, on a superficial feminist level, oh, a, a woman can do what a man can do. Now, this is not even true. This is biologically not true. But also, that plays into the narrative of patriarchy because it's like, why does a woman's standard. power mm. need to be determined on how yeah, she yeah. can do what a man can? It's a man's it's like, the male I, standard. Yeah. It's like, that's the standard. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, I agree. Well, no, I can't do what a man can. Men are biologically stronger than women. This is we're fact. different. Yeah. There's we're very different. That. that doesn't mean that a man is better than a woman no. if he's stronger. No, we're just different. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, and... But society places men yeah, as more I was, I was valuable thinking. than... As much as you're saying, yeah. it doesn't mean it, but society places men yeah. as higher than women. So but in what sense? In terms like, of their masculinity. Like, yeah, men rule the world. Yeah, unfortunately, they do. Like, yeah. men are in most powerful positions. They, they run things more. So I think having a film where we're seen to be doing... It's like, we can do what you can do. So we're equal. That's how I kind of saw it. I thought, yeah, these women, they could do what men could do, so they're just as equal. Because there's so many films out there that make women look bad. And, and it's, 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 it's a perspective. It's, unfortunately, it's bad, but... Oh, and a film, do you, like, do you have an example of a film you mean? That made women, yeah. that made women look really weak and bad. Um, what about... I'm trying to think on top of my head. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's a random one. I haven't seen that film. I chose not that, to see I don't it. think I've seen that, but I think the name kind of... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that the name kind of gives it away. Like, that just came to my head as well. No, no I, I agree with you. I do feel like women have their own strengths, mm. but I don't see how that's helping us in our society. We're still underpaid. Yeah. Men are still most likely to be CEOs than women. Men are most likely to have a, their own business and get more financial backing than women. Well, so how do our strengths well, ele- how do our strengths elevate us to a level where we're also celebrated? Well, as much well as what I would say men. again, another controversial take is that men and women have different strengths. Yeah. So in in more cases, men are better suited to be a CEO. It doesn't mean that women are less than. So again, with the notion that oh yeah, men tend to be men are suited more suited to be not CEO. not not all the time. Sometimes. Depends on the industry, depends on the company. So I'll be honest with you, if I had a bricklayer job, I'm going to give that to a man over a woman. Yeah. Because I think, okay, a man's more um, better at that because he's physically stronger. And again, if you go into the wiring of how the human brain works, men's minds tend to be more logical and rational than a woman's mind. 
This is I not. I disagree. But this is. But this yeah. is not a bad but thing. It, but it is. It is. It is in some ways a scientific it, fact. It's, it's a fact. It's, it's no, not. It's, it's not. Part, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that there aren't women who who kind of think in that logical way. Yeah. It's just when you look at the average in terms but, of the population, women tend to think. I think to say I would give a woman or a man a job over this because women are that's generalizing. You have to I think you have to this is a requirement. Can you do it? Mm. Whatever gender you are, can you do the job? Can you train? You know, I, I don't think it's just like if it's down to like say it's two people. So you've got a man and a woman, they're the last two people you're interviewing for this. Could be a bricklayer position, it could be something else. But let's just say the bricklayer position. It's down to a man and a woman, they've both got equal skills, equal um, credentials. I would hire the woman. So to be honest, really? no, no, no yeah, I would hire the man. I, I would hire the man, but you're sharing an example which aligns to men being biologically stronger than women. What about in the corporate world yeah. where you see more men being CEOs mm. of well, companies I'm, which will which will probably just do admin work? I'll go there because we're going to do yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So basically, women tend to be more emotional. The mm. way that we're wired, we're nurturing. Our, our, I think somebody showed a. A diagram or something about the wiring in the brain. If you looked at a woman's wiring, it's kind of all over the place. Erratic, yeah. different. Blah, blah, blah. That's why when women speak, they tend to talk a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Men will just go straight to the point. That's my phone. And be like, oh yeah, it's got a purple case and it's round and mm. I got it from this place. Blah, blah, blah. That's why women have a reputation like men are like, okay, she just. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Men tend to yeah, I got the phone. Like yeah, cool. So that's just how we're naturally wired. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's why men tend to make better leaders than women because wow. it's yeah me I'm being honest is... because men are very very much more equipped at making snap decisions without their emotions in it and being very logical and sharp and to the point that's why men tend not in all the cases not generalizing but tend so there's a tendency for men to be better leaders so again there's nothing wrong with that because there's this notion of being the head is everything when being the neck is just as equally as powerful. A head can't stand without a neck. Absolutely. Yeah. So where do you feel women can shine? Women can shine anywhere and everywhere. But more so than men. Because in no, this example we're saying... Thing, I, think I think we're equal. I don't think men are better than women. I don't think women are better than men. And I think that's the whole point. I think this whole, within probably the last 100, 150 years, there's been this narrative of men versus women and it's rubbish. No, it's but to, to, to categorically say men, men make better—that's that for me is a wild and incorrect statement. Because, As in men, yeah. no, and I, but, but I disagree <laughs> because leadership is subjective. Everyone needs to be led differently, right? Mm. Especially if you have there's different. I mean, there's different That's businesses, there's different structures. So sometimes a woman leadership is going to be better. Yeah. And so, and also, I really don't like to stick onto biases. Especially because I'm DEI, mm. so naturally I would never like to say women in general are more emotional. Women, because I've met some cold-hearted women. Same. I have met some, and I've met some yeah. really emotional men. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like it's a, you can't. I just don't like general statements. I like to look at people individually. Yeah. What can you bring? Agreed. Are you suited for this role for these particular reasons? And sometimes there might be a team that needs a tough leader, and that might be a woman or a man. It can be either. But I think. It's, you can't generalize. Well, I don't think one necessarily negates the other. I don't think. I think that kind of self-example, every organization has different requirements. Yeah. You know, mm. Not every CEO, not every organization needs the same kind of temperament for CEO. Mm -hmm. Not every man is totally logical. Not every woman yeah. is it's totally... So I think, I think there are kind of nuances, but there are general observed differences between men and women. It is a scientific fact. That is not to say that every woman should be restricted in what she's able to achieve, mm. or every man is kind of limited. Mm. But I think what you were trying to allude to earlier is the standard of male strength 
being seen as this ideal that women have to work up to, which is mm. kind of what they were alluding to in the film, is like the ideal of this sort of physical, masculine, military strength mm. is the pinnacle of what is a strong woman. Is a strong yeah. woman, and that's not what it is. It isn't. See, and that's I, I understand that perspective. My perspective was they're saying they say women can do what men can do, and that's not true. And then, but I think. If a woman puts her mind to some of the things that men want to do, they can do what they want to do. Like in the day and age that we live in now, you can train to, to do things in a way if you want to do, do certain things. I know that biologically, yes, we are set up differently, but ultimately, no one, I don't think anyone could do more than what another person could do if you don't train yourself and have the discipline to commit to doing it. I don't think. I think yeah. I don't think anything's off boundaries for me, personally. To be fair, I agree with both. I agree with what you're both saying. I do understand that there is this ideal expectation that women want to try and get to a place that where men are seen as you know strong and powerful, yeah. and I feel like the, the the reason why we want to is because we don't have as much opportunities unless sometimes we're seen in that light. Exactly. Like for instance, it's, women were men weren't remember women weren't able to vote for a long time yeah, because yeah. women's opinions weren't seen as valid. Yeah. So we're fighting to get to a place where we're seen as equal yeah. and we're seeing that men are strong in these different compo- competencies and we feel like we have to replicate that in order to be seen at the same level. Now, I understand that you're saying, okay, women have their different strengths and yeah, embrace that. But because we see men having all these opportunities in loads of different fields, we feel like we have to go in the same lane as them yeah. to achieve a similar success. Yeah. And I think that's the issue. But I think, again, because we're not having this nuanced conversation about what, about the... I'll give you a good example. Some of the stuff you're talking about affects the way in which the different sort of sexes kind of interact especially mm. when it comes to dating and things like that so you, for example you get women for example who when they meet a man they would say things like oh I run my own business I earn X amount of money a year mm. men don't give a shit about that true mm. just literally it means absolutely nothing to a guy the guy mm. be like yeah okay cool what else and I think it's the, re- the reason yeah, that is true that is absolutely true. but the reason why is because we we've kind of created we've kind of created this ideal but that's a generalist statement from my experiences, <laughs> from my experiences that, too. Yeah, that's men true. don't seem to care about that. Yeah. But, but my point is, there's nothing. But this is the this thing. Is I the think point. we've been. Sorry, I'm, I'm no, 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 you go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm, I talk too much. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> this is the thing. I think that the media and society has led us to believe that generalist statements are wrong when it's not actually wrong because there's some things that are just factual. Men are stronger than women. Men are more logical than women. Most of the time, this is this is the fact. But I think what you're trying to pertain to, and this is what I agree with, mm. in everyone, male and female, mm. we all have masculine and feminine Absolutely. energy. Absolutely, yeah. Men and women. So, for Absolutely. example, I'm a woman. So, I, the way that we're wired, obviously, naturally, mm. women have more feminine mm, ma- energy mm, mm. than men, and men naturally have more masculine energy than women. But, obviously, we have to know how to cultivate our masculine That's and energy for the appropriate circumstances mm, mm, and scenarios. So, for it. example, as a mother... Of course, I'm going to be in my feminine because that's where my nurturing side is needed. Now, when it comes to work and business as a CEO, I need to be in my masculine. So I know how to put on my masculine. But at Mm. the same time, that's me leaning into my masculine energy. Whereas a man who is predominantly in his masculine energy, he doesn't need to lean into it because that's that's where he rests. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why in, in many circumstances, not in all, but in many, a man will be a better leader because he's naturally... Um, always in that in that masculine energy at all times. So I might think, okay, he'll make a great boss. 
Because the woman now in the scenario, especially if she's a mum, I know when she's going at home with her kids, she's leaning back into her feminine. When she's in the office, she's there. When she's in work, she's the boss, she's the CEO. She gets a phone call from her child or the school. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, baby, you're not well. Okay, well, I'm going to pick you up. A man has a tendency to remain in his masculine at all times. Like, he'll get the call. People, they probably even wouldn't call him. Let's be honest, they'll call the mum. Okay, cool, they can't get hold of the mum, they'll call him. He's still naturally is more equipped or skilled at hopping or staying in his masculine at all times. So, and that's why I'm saying in the general, generally you'll see that men tend to be leaders because they tend to make better leaders. And I don't think there's any shame or wrong from that. I don't think that's putting down women. But, but, but and, and there's only could be one leader. Why does everyone need to be a leader? In the same token, a man could be more effective. If he actually enhanced more of that feminine energy, okay. agreed. And I think, exactly. I think agreed. a lot of times in organisations yeah. you yeah. have male leaders who who are so so far down the masculine yeah. side that their leadership skills are kind of deficient. Yeah. You do have a lot yeah. of people on both sides. Like a lot of women go and they, they have a specialist who kind of helps coach that mm-hmm. masculine side. And also you're having that with men mm. who are actually having lead, who are having other. You know, specialists who work with them mm-hmm. and kind of bring out some of that feminine energy to kind of create a balance. Because effectively, mm-hmm. I think the sweet spot is we have a, a healthy balance, balance between yeah. both sides, and we can dial is. up and down both sides yeah. depending on where the kind of need comes. And yeah. I think society, moving forward in society, that we kind of need more leaders that have both sides. Because I, I work, agree. I, I don't work think with men. Like I work with leaders who are too far down yeah. one side. And you're yeah. like, men, your staff are. Yeah. It should be both ways. Yeah. It, you yeah. Know, so you kind of. Yeah, need that kind of balance between between both. I agree, and that's why I think the general statement is incorrect because I feel like actually it takes work for say you say a typical man or woman to get that balance. So actually, I think you need to train as a leader and know what balance you need to have. So you, I don't think biologically a man's going to be better or a woman's going to be better. Same. You need to train and know, understand your people. I think leadership in one company is different for leadership in another company. Yeah. So I think mm. it's about you have an open mind to say, okay. How do I lead? I even think about myself as a, as a leader, as I am, and when I think about working with my team and at work, I think I'm kind of feminine in, in how I am. I'm, I, I have conversations, exactly how I'm speaking with you now. I'll say I disagree with this and this is why. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm, I'm feminine in doing it. It's just that I'm expressing my opinion. And, you know, I, so I, I feel like it's... The reason why I don't generalise is because I just think you as an individual just need to learn what works in that circumstance. That's why. One thing I will say is I think... Sometimes, I think sometimes when we use the word masculine and feminine, it can be a bit misleading. I think we need to understand what those two energies are mm-hmm. and how those two, two energies kind of help um, maximize, you know, the, the potential for the individual, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I've had some bosses, for example, who are, who are kind of very, very feminine. Mm. they've got feminine energy but they're men mm. and actually I found those bosses to be actually really 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 good really really mm. you know mm. really kind of helped me at certain points in my career yeah. and I've had other bosses who are women who have a very what we call masculine energy mm. and I, I I'm very kind of reticent to use the term masculine but they've got and I've I've kind of found it really problematic with them <laughs> I, I have there's, there's some of them I've, I agree I've, I'm like, <laughs> I've, you know, so again, I think it, I think it really, really, it really does depend. I really think it depends on how the interplay between those two energies. You have a yeah. lot of men who are really formidable and very respected in the male sphere. They have very heavy. So there's a guy called Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you know, if you know of him, Jordan, no. Jordan Peterson. He's like, um, I think, remember the guy Kevin Samuels? Yeah. Right. He's like okay. that, but he's like a white version. I okay. think, and he's, he's a lot like softer, though. He's, a lot, he's a lot softer. Kevin Samuels is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's something like, I've, I just put them in the same bracket. Or yeah, they're kind of in the same sort of. 
and he is in the sort of male sphere. He's very, very respected. Like he's right, like okay. he's really respected. Okay. And I was listening to an interview with him, and he he says he actually says that he's very feminine. He's got very strong feminine qualities. Mm. So he used the he used the term as two characteristics he picked out. One is um, high in agreeability. Right, okay. And the other one is low in... Oh, that's a word he used. I can't remember what it is. Uh, he, I think he, he described it as... Neg- as he, 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 he describes it as negative negative emotion. That's the mm. two things he mentioned. Negative emotion or high in agreeability. And he, he says he measures very highly on those things. Mm. But in the male world, he's a don. He's like a lot of men really respect him in that mm. sphere especially in what you call the red pill society red, mm. red pill world mm. he is very respected so it, it kind of depends on how it plays but then when you're conscious and you're aware of it mm. you can dial up and dial down those energies yeah. depending on where you are or who you're with agreed well back to the film then yes <laughs> I feel like even if we went far stretch and we've done like we've delved in deep do we think that um, I guess there's going to be a part two to this Woman, Woman King or do we want there to be that's a better question. Mm, I think. Well, I think that the. I think there would be a part two the way they ended it because they had the character for the first time. You know, am I spoiling it? Sorry. No, no. Yeah, yeah. We should put a spoiler notice on this video. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't um, watched it, sorry. If I think we'll probably be out of the cinema soon anyway. But um, the, the end bit where you hear for the first time the young girl call her mother. That was the introduction of a so new relationship yeah. there because before she had never said that. Mm. She said, "Mother, would you like to dance?" And that was like, ooh, okay, yeah. this, this new relationship forming, like, how will this work? Um, and just touching on from what we just said as well, how it relates to the film with the masculine and feminine, that's what I'm saying. The film was called The Woman King, but it was all about celebration of masculinity. It wasn't anything to, like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a celebration of femininity. Because if it mm. was, it would be called The Woman Queen. Mm. But it was a play into how a woman fits in a man's world, which mm. is the same narrative that a lot of feminists are meant to be against. Mm. But they said they felt empowered because they showed women acting and doing things like a man and being called a king. And you mm. felt empowered. But why couldn't you feel empowered of a woman mm. doing things like a woman and being called a queen? But there was a reason why it was called the woman king, though. Go on. Within the, in the film itself. So the role, the role that one of King Geza's wives wanted to usurp, that was the role of the female king. So it's almost, I don't know, I don't know if this is traditional within the, the, the society mm-hmm. in Dahomey, mm-hmm. where the king had a core ruler that mm-hmm. was a woman. So that was the, that was the reason why it was used as, a, as the, the terminology was the, the woman king. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just thought. No, no, I hear, I hear yeah. what you mean, but I mean in terms of just as, as, a, as a screenwriter, as a play, yeah. as a show, as a movie whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. They could have yeah. done a play on that, like you said, like yeah. being creative. They could have said, right. we'll call her the queen. Yeah. Because okay, a woman mean, doesn't yeah. need to have a male um, title. title to be powerful. Yeah, yeah. Like you point. could call me Chantel, you could call me the queen. Yeah, no as a mean, woman, yeah. as a, I, I don't need to be a king. It's like it's the ideal of. Yeah. It's like the ideal is the male. Yeah, mm. it's like it's just it's, it's the just same thing. That same. Narrative. Also, it's clickbait a little bit too. Well, not clickbait because mm. mm. obviously it's a film, so it's more than clickbait. But it's also to get us to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it was called the Woman Queen. Not that we would watch it, but I feel like it gets more like, oh, what's that about? Like, mm. So that's also another slight reason. Mm. Plays, plays into the current politics. I, I would have called it. it a different name. I've, I've, what would you call it? What's your <laughs> name? I'll call it Slave Raiders. <laughs> right. I, do you know what? I think we'll just rebound the whole thing. Yeah, he was. <laughs> 
I mean, they are. I mean, I enjoyed the film, and I would encourage people to to watch it okay. simply because that's our first tentative step into making something historical yeah. about black people. And yeah. I'm hoping that if it's successful, we can make other ones yeah. that don't have the problems. And I think this kind of conversation is really helpful because hopefully. Yeah. Other people were like, you know what, we got to watch out for these things in future if mm. we're making a, a similar kind of film. Yeah, Just yeah, don't yeah. lie to people. Don't, don't, don't lie to people. Don't tell people stuff that happened when it didn't really happen. And just be a bit more authentic. And I think if we did that, then the yeah. consequent films we'll make will just we'll make better films. We'll make better films. And I hope we do make better films that tell yeah. our own story. And hopefully the next historical film we make doesn't have any black-white thing. It's just about us within our society dealing with our own issues like they outside make films of race outside of race right. Out, yeah. totally outside totally outside of race yeah totally because we need to because people just th think we came into existence from slavery mm. yeah. yeah before slavery we didn't exist <laughs> we run around with yeah. sort of leaves skirts and <laughs> swinging from trees and Shit like that. So, okay, so you would recommend it. You think there'll be part, a part two? Do you think there will be a part two? I don't think there needs to be a part two. Okay, you don't think there on. needs to be? We need to move on. I think to there's been too much backlash. Wow, okay. I think we need to so. move on and do something different. Wow, okay. That's but, interesting. What about you, Alicia? I want a part two. Um, mm. I do. I really enjoyed the entire film, personally. I think it was great. I felt really... I was coming out of cinema yeah. saying... Ed, 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 <laughs> like I was like I'm also very childish as well so so Aggie's looking at me like <laughs> no I'm, I'm super childish I'm, mate, I'm the most childish person in the world I'm, I'm like super you want another one I'm super childish and geekish but, yeah. but. <laughs> no but no I'll, I'll just be interested to see where the storyline goes really like, on a very light note I'm interested to kind of see how that mother and daughter relationship mm -hmm. evolves yeah. and what happens and that's that's it so maybe if it's part two I'll, I'll watch it yeah, maybe we'll get that feminine energy in part two. Maybe we will. They might yeah. take feedback as well from us. I agree. Say, Look, let's develop it even more based yeah. on the feedback we've got. So this might be helpful. Show the negative side of the home. It's interesting you're kind of honing on a relationship. What's yeah. that? I say it's interesting you're honing, you're kind of drawn to the relationship, whereas I'm not. We kind of fit into that. We fit into that. That's the feminine energy. I love pulling on the old heartstrings. These are my heartstrings. I'm like, yeah. But what about you now? What do you think? I think I'm similar to you. Like I, I definitely want to see, ideally a part two, because I do see the good and bad sides of the film, and I completely understand everyone's points that we shared today, and it's definitely made me have a somewhat different mindset towards it. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like part two potentially they could right some of the wrongs that yeah. they highlighted yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first film, yeah. um, and they can touch on some of the brutality that the Dahomey tribe obviously did bring to, to West Africa as well. Yeah. Um, and I also wouldn't mind seeing the relationship between the mother and daughter play out too. Mm. And yeah, just seeing her grow and become an adult warrior and just some of the challenges that mm. she obviously faced as well. Mm. So yeah. Well, can I just say for part two, if the filmmakers are watching, can we see Viola get a husband, please? A lovely, oh, that'd be great. lovely man to treat her good, make her fall in love, make her go tender, make her go into a feminine. That would be amazing to yeah, watch. Yeah, see that shift, see him come in as a stepdad and protect her and the girl from the baddie in a different way. I would love to see that and see her ruling from her feminine energy. I think yeah. it'd be very, okay. very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and just seeing how things play out from a different angle. But yeah, it's a brilliant film. Definitely. And I hope everybody that watched it um, enjoyed it. 
And I think it's good that, like you said, I've got two beautiful black women by my side that felt empowered. And that is good because, I, again, I think there's beauty in being a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's beauty in being black. Mm. And, um, and obviously, as a black man as well, Kim, we're not forgetting you. There's beauty <laughs> the side, in being, beauty. In. <laughs> beauty in being a black man as well. You made your presence <laughs> But I think, yeah, I just think it's important for everyone to know, like, as women, especially as black women, you're not masculine, you're not undesirable, you're not unprotected, yeah. you're not disgusting, you're beautiful yeah. Yeah. as you are. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to, you know, if, again, if you want to cry, cry. Definitely. Don't feel like you have to hold in your tears. If you want to cry, cry. Mm. If you don't want to cry, don't cry. But again, we don't need to um, try and be like men to show our strength. You're absolutely mm. perfect and wonderful as you are as a woman. That's beautiful. I concur. <laughs> and, oh no, I, I do agree with that. And also, just like another note to end on, there are some incredible black men out there. Mm. Yes. Like, I know that this movie doesn't really reflect black men in the best light, but I have an amazing dad. There's Akin sitting over there. I've got some amazing black guy friends in my life. You know, even your partner Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Um, you know, shout out. Brands as well. What brand is it? Blendy. Drinkblendy.com. Yeah. So you know, there's some incredible black men out there that are doing amazing things, and we just want to highlight that. And yeah, just I want to agree with you. This we can be strong black women, but we can also be feminine. Well. Yes, yes, we can, honey. Love that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for this episode, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast episode. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.